Welcome to the Ride of My Life podcast. I'm Caroline Rena, and I'll be sharing with you what it's like as I go out on the road while working through the emotions and challenges that go along with it. As I develop my knowledge and awareness, I hope to connect with you on this journey. everyone. Welcome to the Ride of My Life podcast. I'm Caroline Rena, and today's uh, podcast is going to be a little bit different because usually I kind of follow the guidance of my blog and pretty much go through what I uh, talked about in there. But this one is kind of like an add-on to that. So if you want to see what the blog, I basically talk about what's been going on um, and the uh, energies of trauma uh, coming out as I walk through getting ready uh, to go on the road early next month, <laughs> which um, of course challenges me in a whole array of ways. So um, I think, uh, yeah, you can you can go ahead and read that because um, I think that's important to give you a clear, more clear understanding of where I'm coming from. But I just wanted today to go into a couple of things because it's all really energetically surfacing. So with trauma, um, the body, there, I've talked about this before, there's uh, Dr. Vanderkolk, Russell Vanderkolk wrote a book called The Body Keeps the Score, and it talks about PTSD and trauma, but he tested um, soldiers with um, the PTSD that they experience after war and that type of thing. There is another type of PTSD that I've talked about called complex PTSD, which can include my understanding of regular PTSD. Um, however, it also involves the emotions where it's like stacked on top of each other. Any type of uh, micro trauma, macro trauma, small teeny weeny thing that feels like it could be huge for someone who's been through trauma. Um, it stacks on top of each other. And then when something happens in life, big or small, the feeling comes up again because it's locked in our system and it, and it reactivates and flashbacks people into the past of feeling that as someone who was not, um, didn't feel safe as a child or, you know, whatever the experience was. And, uh, you know, this whole experiment project uh, ride of my life, um, whatever you, I don't even know what, what to call it anymore. It's, um, let's call it, let's go back to experiment. I'm, I'm working through this. Like, for example, I used to do some research on Carl Jung, um, who was a therapist. I don't know if he was a psychiatrist, but I think he was a psychotherapist. And I found out at one point that he wrote this huge book, called the Red Book, which I believe, I never read it because it was just too in, um, intense for me. But what he did for himself was he used himself as his own experiment to see how his psyche worked and how he was able to process and do what he does um, through finding out about the consciousness and all, the, all, that, um, all that type of thing. Again, I'm not that well versed in it, but I do know, you know, basics about Carl Jung, and I feel like I, I'm, it's my calling to do that. And, um, you know, in this process of getting, just getting ready, going through Christmas, 
um, the Christmas season, the holiday season, you know, I mean, the, the challenges that I had gone through with my, with my own children and not having seen them for a long time, that's a whole nother story. Some of you know about it, others you can, it, it's, that it's the past, it's the past. I don't go back into that because I'm in the present moment. I'm still here. I'm still working through things in the moment and I'm still enjoying my life in the moment. Amazingly, you know, but little things come up, little things creep up. And um, working through the energies of what uh, trauma does to the body in real time is kind of where I'm coming from. It's like sometimes it just doesn't feel good. Sometimes it sucks as I'm going through it. However, I can also feel um, shifts and changes and understandings and I'm more aware and I'm more observant. Like, I've talked about the fact that I used to go, I used to dissociate years ago because that was my safe space. And now instead of dissociating, which, which that just means you kind of go blank and you just check out <laughs> of the world because something is happening in front of you um, that you're trying to protect yourself from. That's what I, that's what I used to do. I haven't done that. Now what's happening is as these things come up, as these pieces come up in my life, I'm facing them, I'm sitting with them, I'm experiencing them, I'm screaming and crying and going through all kinds of things with them. However, I am also releasing them and it shifts things every day. It doesn't change the fact that, um, you know, being angry with life, you know, sometimes we get angry with God, sometimes we get angry with ourselves. It's all there. It's all human. That's humanity. That's that's how we get to, I feel like that's why we're here to work through this stuff and get this out and, and um, connect with, you know, wh whoever, whatever our higher power is, source or God or, you know, whatever, Allah, it, it doesn't, it, and, and then the fact that we are connecting with ourselves at the same time. And the only way to do that is to release what no longer serves us. Now, it's interesting because a few years ago, I used to, a friend of mine <laughs> gave me the idea of um, being a decluttering coach to do declutter work because I had moved so many times and I had decluttered so many times and, you know, whatever. I learned a lot from that for, for this purpose right now. It, it's like when, when we declutter our space, our, um, our minds tend to declutter. I mean, something as simple as like cleaning out a kitchen drawer. I've talked about this before. It's, it just, it, it opens up the space. I remember when I was younger with my kid, when, when I did have my kids with me um, and I would do spring cleaning and I mean, way up, I'm talking my twenties or thirties, whatever, whatever it was, but every year I would do spring cleaning. I would open the windows. I would, um, clean everything out top to bottom and wherever I was living. And by the time I was done, it was like, there's freedom right there. You know, it was like, it felt so fresh and new and my brain was clear. And considering the fact that I have a very active brain, that's very helpful to me. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, so it's like decluttering and trauma and um, any type of uh addiction sometimes addictions go along with with these things it's all it's all wrapped in wrapped up in the same package it's all in here and 
my intention and goal in, in this is to not only be vulnerable, which is not easy for me because I used to hold everything inside and really not, um, I, I would talk about the things that were happening to me, but I couldn't talk about my feelings because I really couldn't even feel them. I was numb and I feel them now. <laughs> and that's a good thing because that's what we're meant to do as humans. And uh, just being able to get out there to connect and share what I'm going through and in dealing and working through all this um, stuff that's happening to get ready even. And then on top of that, there's this big piece that's I feel like is uh, going on at the same time because I'm releasing old energies of the things that happened in my past. Like for example, Christmas time is a time where I was um, not able to be with my kids. And now I'm still technically not. I'm kind of sort of used to not, but the, but, the, but the energy of the season, my dad used to get into Christmas and put the huge tree up with a million ornaments and he loved it. And um, just the memories of all that and you know, like some, I might tear up on this, but, um, sometimes, well, not sometimes, every year on Christmas Eve, I used to sit quietly by the tree and just stare at it and, you know, kind of cross my eyes so the lights would just kind of, you know, blend together and it was just this beautiful uh, feature in front of me and it connected, I connected with my dad, I connected with my kids, I connected with um, you know, just life, what's coming, what's past, what's gone. And this year's different, obviously, because of uh, the transformation. And okay, so I'm tearing up. I'm not, I'm not upset. I'm just working through the energies of it. And that's what it looks like. So if you happen to see me and I look sad or I'm crying or whatever, yeah, there's a little, there's a lot of that in there, but it isn't like on the forefront. It's just seeping out, coming to the surface for me to just let it go, you know, and that's so important. Um, and then the other piece of the main piece of this is just being able to trust myself and life and my higher power that all is going to work out fine. We have been through so much over the last, you know, almost two years, March will be two years. And um, it's been a lot on people. And, you know, just, and, and for me, I'm very sensitive to other people's energies and feelings and stuff like that. So sometimes I'm getting much, 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 much better at it, but sometimes I don't, or I can feel what other people are feeling. So I, it's hard for me to distinguish whether it's mine or the rest of the world going, you know, into sadness or into whatever. And so now those are some things I'm, you know, kind of walking through to figure out whether it's me or not. And it, it's working. It's just part of this process because it's helping me to let go of all this stuff um, that I've been feeling and connecting with other people and, you know, finding things out. I, I spoke to a lady yesterday who I, you know, I told her what I was doing and it looked, it made me feel sad because you know, she's forcing herself, and I guess she's somewhere around my age, because she said her kids were pretty close to what mine, my kids are in age, 
but she's like, she's forcing herself to do what she's doing, working full time, one or two jobs, something, and desperately wanting to do something like what I'm about to embark on. She feels obligated, so obligated, even at her, to, to be around her children and her grandchildren because she thinks that they are going to tell her that she's, you know, a bad mother, a bad grandmother. That's not fair. You know, I mean, you can't, you can't put your stuff on someone else to make them feel like they have to do something just because they think they're going to lose you. You know, maybe because from my perspective, perspective, I've been through that loss already. And it, it was really hard for me to, to, um, to feel her pain because I know what that feels like. I, I, and at this point, I don't know what it feels like to feel so obligated anymore. You know, I mean, I was always obligated. In fact, um, I did, I did that. I, I was in the army. I stayed where I did because I, they wouldn't let me go anywhere else. I felt obligated to stay in that area. I tried to get closer to my, my kids. That didn't work. Um, so I obligated myself to stay there until such time where it didn't work or wasn't necessary. I don't even know what word to use. It just, it, life moved on, I guess. And, um, but feeling her pain, I was connecting with that. And I felt, I actually felt bad for her because uh, that obligation locks us down. That obligation turns us into, um, maybe that's the fear. Maybe that's the um, anxiety or whatever that comes up, even for me, because I get locked into my safe space where I'm at right now, but it's not safe. It's, um, uh, what's the word? Suffocating, you know? I mean, it gets to the point where, because I'm such a gypsy-minded person, that just being in one place for a long time suffocates me, even though I've adapted to it. And anyway, the point I'm trying to make is that there's so much heartache, there's so much anguish, there's so much pain, there's so much of this um, going on around the world because of what's been going on. And if there's any way that, you know, me being out there being vulnerable can alleviate <laughs> some of that for me and for other people, I mean, obviously I have to do this for me first and it may sound selfish the way I do stuff or whatever, but if I don't do it for me, then others can't see what that looks like and connect with that and maybe pick up on it and know that they have the exact capacity or close, you know, some capacity to do it in their way, to heal in their way, to shift in their way. And um, this has not so far been an easy journey, but it's been very powerful for me. And for me to get out there like this is not something I've, I've been, you know, thinking about doing a podcast for probably, I want to say about six years now, you know, and through those six years, I had to work through some of this stuff to get to the point where, you know, it's okay to just start breaking through that fear and getting out here. This is not an easy thing to do for, for this type of thing that I'm doing. Um, but it's, it's fun. It's eye-opening. It's, um, it, especially in meeting other people and talking to them, it's um, powerful. It's just, 
I don't know. It's like one of the most incredible things I've done in my life. And I'm going to tell you, I know I'm going to be walking through stuff that's going to, you know, set me back here and there. And I get that, but it won't be back. It's like, there is a two steps forward and one step back, but there's always more two steps forward. So we're still going forward. I'm still going forward, you know, I'm still going up that mountain I talk about because the mountain goes a different um, levels every time we climb up the mountain. We don't go straight up. That's impossible. Well, for some people, it's impossible. But, it, it, you know, when you're walking up the mountain, you're going up in this uh, um circular motion so every time you come to the same spot you're higher you're you see things different there's there's a different perception you know so it's it's so powerful i have i i will tell you that uh and it's 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 a work in progress i mean that's really the best thing i can i can say about this um i do know that uh i do know that I'm using the tools that I share with you, which by the way, I have, I have one I want to share. Um, but one of the tools that I use, and I've talked about this before, is uh, Sarah Blondin is, has this incredible, I can't even, I don't even know how to explain this, this incredible soothing voice. And she has these two, uh, now I've got a, oh boy, that's good timing, somebody mowing the lawn. Um, I've got two meditations that I do that are hers. One is called Remembering Trust, and the other one is A Message of Hope. And one of the things that she says in A Message of Hope is about she, her son, who's three years old, was going through something that he just had such a hard time with. And not everybody gets this experience with their parent. I didn't. And um, she walked up to him, and she put her hands on his cheeks and looked in his eyes and told him to look into her eyes. I can't remember exactly what the word she used, but she looked in there and she said, you're okay, you're okay, you're okay, I'm okay. You know, I mean, that's the thing. It's like being able to do something like that, looking at, <laughs> looking at myself doing that, because usually I don't look at myself, is actually helping. Here it comes. Um, but that's just something, listening to that, to be able to help yourself walk through it. I really went through a process with that the other night. It was so helpful. Um, and then uh, one of the biggest things that, that's helped me um, as well, believe it or not, <laughs> and people who work in this industry probably already know this, but um, this just happens to be an empty bottle of, of uh wild orange um, essential oil. And, you know, while, uh, what is it, lavender helps to relax you when you're trauma, when you're in trauma or you're having a flashback or something is going on um, where you can't get out of it, lavender's not going to help because lavender, you have to kind of, it kind of it puts you in a place of relaxation, but your body's already going like this. So it's hard to get in there. What I do in any circumstances, I did this, I remember when uh, Hurricane Irma came through back in 2017, where, um, I was sitting in a laundry room with a friend of mine waiting for it to go over 100, 180 mile an hour winds, whatever that was back then. And it was literally scaring the crap out of me. So that was a little traumatizing. But I took this bottle, this empty bottle of wild orange and I just breathed it. I just breathed it in. And yesterday I had a dental appointment and they wanted to use lavender. And I was like, no, can we try the 
orange and I did it. And oh my gosh, my entire body just like settled in and relaxed. I don't like going to the dentist. I had traumas as a child with the dentist. So um, being able to just relax into the uh, sensation of smelling and feeling the energy because there's a vibration that orange has, well, that all essential oils have to heal the body. And so my rec, I would highly recommend getting a bottle of this. I mean, you can, I don't know how, how I don't usually like put it under my nose or anything like that, but I do smell it. I, you can use it for other things, maybe putting it on your wrist and, you know, smelling it on there. But once you get to the bottom of the bottle, don't get rid of it uh, because it still holds that the essence of the smell and the essence of the healing. And it's, it's just an incredible, I'm still doing, I can't, it's good stuff. Anyway, so I, again, I highly suggest, recommend for um, flashbacks, traumatic experiences. This has helped me. It may not help you. It may. I don't know that, but it's a good start. So there's one thing. And then, of course, I've talked about the breathing. Um, <clears throat> there's always the other thing I do is uh, tapping, EFT tapping. You know, I don't know how, who, if you know about it, great. If you don't, it's very helpful to walk through things. So I listen to Brad Yates. Um, there, I do know there's another guy out there who does that. That's very helpful. Uh, and definitely exercise, walking, getting your body moving, getting that energy out. You know, even if you have to pace, pacing, that's, if you start pacing during a traumatic or um, whatever situation or experience in life and you start doing that, that's just your body trying to get rid of that extra energy. So it's normal for your pace. It doesn't feel right, but it's normal. So anyway, okay. Um, I think that's about it. Um, I do, I would like, I did say this at the end of my blog. It's like when I started this part of my journey, um, I probably needed to warn both myself and you to buckle up because um, this is just, the beginning. I don't know what's coming next. I don't know what's happening. The more I talk about it, the more I get on, you know, these, these, uh, these um, podcasts through talking about it actually helps me. So that's probably why I'm doing this. So anyway. All right. So like I said, buckle up, get ready for the next piece of the ride of my life. I appreciate your listening and being here and um, just want to throw out there uh, I don't, if you have the feeling of going out to going onto YouTube and subscribing to my channel, if you want to follow me, apparently there's a bell you have to hit so you can get, um, so you can get notices when I put out a new, uh, episode, you know, whatever, but I, somehow I need to get this, the first part of this. So they push it out there up to a thousand. So if you're listening and you have friends that are willing to listen to this and, you know, whatever, great, wonderful. If not, that's okay too. Um, but this is just something I would hope would help other, other people. And it's definitely helping me to help <laughs> in order to be of service to you. So um, anyway, I hope you have a wonderful uh, day, night, wherever you are and blessings to you and mwah, talk to you soon. All right.